Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Rachel Iverson about how she helps make mealtime more of a family-orientated experience. Rachel is a wife and stay-at-home mom of four kids. She loves to cook and has found a way to share that with others. Welcome, Rachel. Hi. Thanks, Virginia. I'm glad Yeah. I am excited to have you on today. So thank you. What inspired you to start your own business? Well, honestly, my husband had been on and on at me about what do you want to do when the kids go to school? What do you want to do when the kids go to school? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so he put that seed kind of in my head of you need to find something that you are passionate about, something that you desperately want to do. And so I thought about so many different things. I had 101 things going through my head of what could I do when he kept giving me ideas. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept thinking about um, what what am I the most passionate about? And I realized I am most passionate about food and cooking. And so I found a way to bring that and having a job to do when my kids go to school and merge them together. So he's very happy that I have something to do when the kids go to school. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what do you like most about, oh, well, first of all, tell us. So what, what did you choose? What did I choose? Okay, yes. so decided that, well, I had actually a few ideas in mind and I looked around at all the different things I could do. So one of the things I am so passionate about is freezer meals. Like for years and years I've been, my husband calls me the freeze meal queen. So I'll freezer with meals and then we eat them so I don't have to cook all the time and it's easy for a great quick meal. So I, I originally looked at that and was like, okay, maybe I could set up my own freezer meal company and then I can, you know, help other people make it less, I don't know, burdensome having to make meals. And then we looked at all the figures and everything and that just was... It was just not feasible at the time, especially as we rent, we would have to get our own commercial kitchen and that was just not in the cards. So I decided to do the next best thing um, and combine all my passions of cooking and also now teaching people to make their own freezer meals. And I became a Pampered Chef consultant. Fun. By the way, I am a big advocate, too, of freezer meals. <laughs> they make such a difference in life. Oh, totally. Especially if, like, you're going to have a hectic day, you could at least put something on. Or if the Instapot's your best friend, you have something you can throw in there at the last minute. Or if you've totally forgotten that you actually have to cook tonight and you're like, Oh my goodness, at four o'clock, what am I going to make? And lo and behold, it's the freezer meal that dun, you just dun, have to throw dun. in the stove and reheat. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I make sure I have a bunch for when I leave and whoever's watching the, the kids always has stuff to, to feed them with. What do you like most about the work that you do in being a Pampered Chef consultant? Honestly, I love teaching 
teaching people. I love teaching people how to cook because there are so many people out there who have no idea. Um, and just as a, a little side note, I couldn't cook when I got married. Like, yeah, I couldn't cook at all. My husband taught me how to cook. <laughs> that was so nice of him. Now look at you. Yes, it was very, very nice of him to teach me how to cook. And he's a fantastic cook. And now I've kind of taken over that role and I do the cooking and he just comes home and eats, which <laughs> is good. But um, <laughs> so yeah, teaching people how to cook um, and helping, giving, giving them ideas and giving them the tools in order to cook easier and smarter. There are so many ways to cook and there are so many people who don't cook and eat very unhealthy. And so I like to show them that there are ways that they can cook and it not be a big ordeal in their life. So by smarter, do you mean healthier or what do you mean by that one? Smarter, like, well, healthier, yes, faster. Figuring out what to cook too, because that is a big obstacle in people's lives. They're like, oh, well, I don't know what to cook, so I just won't, and uh, yeah, does that make sense? It does. I was actually just wondering too if you ever like cover the aspects of timing on everything. I was talking to um, a grandma the other day, and she was telling me about when she went to school, and like in high school and stuff, and they were teaching how to like in their foods class on how to prepare everything and make sure that it was all ready at the same time, right? So like your pasta wasn't ready and your chicken's just getting started. Yes, yeah, that can be tricky too. I don't know, there, there are times when something's ready beforehand and I'm like, oh, well, let's just keep that on a very low burner and uh, try and keep very tricky, especially if you don't know what you're doing, which a lot of people have no idea. So it's about trying to make sure that you've got that. Okay, so this is going to take me 45 minutes to cook, say, for example, you're throwing the rice on. Okay, it's going to take 45 minutes. How long is this going to take me? And then, yeah. So yes, I, I try to teach people as much as I can about all aspects of cooking. Hopefully they can take that and kind of work with it. And, and fix it to their lives because everybody cooks different and everybody does stuff different. In foods class when I was in high school, I would come back from the spice cupboard and my arms would just be totally loaded full of spices. And my teacher would like have a worried look. But by the end of that year, she was like always waiting like to see when my food was done so that she could always taste it because I had such a unique way of seasoning everything. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. So what technique do you use that you wish more people knew about? Um, I have this saying that I, I'm very honest with people. I'm not really a salesperson at all, I'm, but I'm very, very honest. And I will tell you exactly what I think of something. So that it didn't mesh with me. I'm not going to tell everybody that, oh, it's fantastic, or this product is amazing. I'm not going to tell anybody that if I actually don't like it at all. That was one of the things actually that drew me to the company because I felt that everything that I had, I was, I raved about and I thought it was fantastic and I love product. 
none of the meals that I had tried that they had created, none of them I didn't like. And so I was, wow, this is impressive. Because there are so many meals on, you know, you scroll through Pinterest and you just keep scrolling and scrolling. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then you try something, you're like, oh, that wasn't very nice. So yeah, I, I like to be very honest about, about what I think of things. And I think when it comes to sales, I think the more honest you are, the more people appreciate what you have to say. Yeah. And you don't feel pushy that way either. Or you're not saying what they want to hear, right? Exactly. Like if somebody says, well, what do you think about this product? And I say, honestly, I personally don't like it. It doesn't work with my cooking style. Whereas I have a friend who absolutely raves about it all the time. If she's talking about one of those products, she will tell everybody that they have to buy it because she loves it. But for me, I don't love it. And so I will tell people that and they're like, oh, really? Well, that's cool. And then that gains you more trust too in the long run, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have an ideal client or customer that you try to work with? One of the great things about food is that everybody eats. Potentially, everybody is a great client or customer. Uh, we all have to eat. We don't all cook, which is great, which is fine, you know. Some people just do microwave meals, but we all eat. And I can work with people who cook, people who don't cook, people who have to cook, people who love to cook, people who love to bake. But honestly, everybody could be a customer of mine. And I love to work with the people who don't like to cook or don't cook because that really helps it. I can help them by giving them ideas and giving them suggestions to make their life easier when they really don't want to be in that kitchen. And it can be fun too, helping them find that spark. You know, they finding that realization that, hey, it actually isn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> exactly. There are so many people who actually find that they love it. They secretly love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you have any business goals that you're hoping to achieve over the next one to two years? Yes, I have a big goal that I'm I'm striving to, to achieve this just this past May 1st I promoted to a director within the company and my goal is to become an advanced director so I'm working hard at that it's, it's definitely not easy what does that mean for those of us who don't know so as a director it means that I have a team of people underneath me and as an advanced director it means that I have underneath me people who are also leaders. Um, so it's teaching leaders how to lead as well as just me um, leading a team. It's developing leaders and developing, um, developing people who, who desperately want to try something for themselves and make their lives a little easier at home. 
How would that goal change your business or your life? That's a tough question. <laughs> and I say that just because I'm, I've never really wanted to really aspire to anything fantastic. I've always been quite happy just to be, yeah, whatever. I'll just be a thing in the background. I'll just plot along and get my stuff done. I have some fantastic role models who show me that to be a leader can be a fantastic thing for other people. And just to watch people grow their own businesses and flourish and teach other people can be wonderful. And I've I've noticed that I could actually do this and it would be a big stepping stone for me and take me right out of that comfort zone that I like to sit in. But of course, when you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing and you're not improving. You're just kind of stuck. Hmm. Yes. And you have so much light you need to shine and share with everybody. Why, thank you, Virginia. <laughs> you're welcome. We all need to know about you. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a roadblock that's stopping you from reaching that goal? My biggest roadblock is myself. Mm. Honestly. Me too. And I think it's the same with all of us. We are the only things or people really holding us back. Our dreams. So, yeah, I think my biggest roadblock is me. I just need to push myself a little bit further every day outside of that comfort zone and just keep plugging at it and I'll get there. Of course you will. So what are you doing that's working for you to attract more business? Uh, well, right now with everything going on in the world, the virtual world has kind of like blossomed and blown up big. Um, and so I have to adapt some of my business to, to that market, to the, the virtual market. I was mostly doing things online anyway, but there were certain things that I just love to do in person, like teaching how to make freezer meals. I love to do that in person because it creates so much more of a buzz. Unfortunately, we can't do that right now. And so pushing it virtual, um, has really helped. I've managed to get people interested and involved that wouldn't normally be involved because they're working or they are so busy. And so doing things virtually kind of gives you a, an added in into people's lives because it's just a lot more convenient and everyone's on their phones anyway, right? It lets you reach a market too that you wouldn't necessarily reach, right? Because it lets you reach those that are hours away from you or in a different time zone or whatever too, right? That is so true, yeah. Um, and so to have a virtual business, it's anywhere across across the country, which, which is fantastic. Is there anything that you're doing to like stand out online at all? I think you have to have your own brand, honestly. Even if you're part of a bigger company um, like I am, you have to create your brand. You have to show people who you are and really make your identity shine in that. And so I am trying, <laughs> I won't say I've succeeded completely, but I'm trying to show people who I am. My, you know, I'm, I'm honest and I'm real. 
so when I do live video things on Facebook, you get what you get. You get my kids running in and screaming and yelling and fighting with each other and because life is not perfect at all with anybody. <laughs> and so I think I think you have I think being who I am and not not trying to hide the fact that I have a really messy kitchen. And yet I'm still teaching you how to make whatever. That's kind of who I'm trying to be, if that makes sense. For sure. You can only be, well, the best you that you can be is you. And I think it makes it more relatable too, right? Because if I see you and your kids are running in or your kids are kind of like fighting or making you testing your patience that day or your kitchen might not be the, exactly the way you want it. Like it makes, I don't want to say this bad, but, but like, let's say it makes me feel better because now I'm not the only one, right? So it can make it more relatable and have that rapport and that trust factor in there too, right? That's so true. And it, honestly, whose kitchen is? Like, who doesn't have kids that run inside, run into the kitchen screaming and yelling at each other and fighting and, well, they stick the head under the camera and like, hi! <laughs> and you know, I've had so many people tell me that that's the thing they love most. They love to see how real my, my life is. I'm not, I'm not just sitting there or standing there in my kitchen, in my perfect kitchen that is so beautiful you know I'm it's real in my house and and it's just like it is in everybody else's house and that's awesome what is the best advice you have ever received I kind of touched on this a little bit before but there's no growth in your comfort zone and there's no comfort in your growth zone honestly I think that is the the best piece of advice that anybody gave me because it really makes me push. It's like, oh, I'm comfortable doing this. Okay, I shouldn't be comfortable doing this. I need to move that step further forward to make myself uncomfortable so that I can grow because otherwise I'm just stagnant and I'm not going to do anything. I really like that. What's the best advice you have ever given? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I think is good advice, other people may not necessarily think. I think if I was to say one thing, it would be, just, be to just keep going. Don't stop because it's too hard. Just keep on going. Like, like in Finding Nemo, right? It's Dory and she says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Just don't stop because if you stop, then you're not going to start again. That's so true. That even if it's just tiny momentum, it's still momentum. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I haven't asked? Did I mention I love food? No. <laughs> which, which kind? <laughs> All of it. All of it. <laughs> I think one of the things that really, that I see a lot is picky kids. Kids are so, can be so picky when it comes to food. There's so many people that I see and it makes me sad to see Oh yeah, we're making, making this for the kids and this for us. And I'm like, oh, the kids should, should love what you're having because that looks so good. And really, do they need chicken nuggets and fries every day? And I see it a lot and it makes me really sad. And one thing that we did as a family, we've never let our kids be picky. It's like, well, this is our dinner. 
So if you don't like it, you have to try it at least. Anyway, and one of the things that we did was make it fun was we had this spinning globe and we would pick, grab this globe. We say, okay, kids, I'm gonna spin the globe and you just have to stab your finger somewhere. So we'd spin the globe, we'd stab the finger and that's where we, we would plan our meals around that place in the world. Um, and it really helped us to be appreciative of all different types of culture and all different types of food. And it made it fun and exciting for us to try new things. And there was a couple of times we were like, yeah, I don't really like this. This isn't my taste. <laughs> but you tried it. Um, but we tried it and our kids love all types of food. There was a time they didn't like ribs and we're like, oh, that's great because all the more ribs for me. <laughs> right? And now they love ribs and now they love chicken wings and now they love spicy food. And I'm like, oh my goodness, now we have to share. Aww. Right? There's always another side to that. <laughs> but I think it's all about attitude when it comes to food and, and especially the kitchen. If the kids are excited and interested, then, and you're excited and interested, then they will try so many more things. And we'll kind of get away from that society of, well, I'll feed the kids this because this is what they'll eat and they won't complain. Yeah, we don't do that because I'm like, I'm not going to make another meal for them. Like we do up until, well, we feed our little kids differently up until they're just over a year old. And so now we're having that issue with, with our youngest as now that she's hit that year mark and we start introducing like grains and different things like that. And she's deciding that she wants to be picky and it's like, well, you're going to be hungry if you're going to, if you're going to keep continuing to do this, like ask the older ones <laughs> or they complain because they don't, didn't finish it, but they really don't want to have it for breakfast in the morning. And it's like, well, I guess you better hurry up and finish it then, don't ya? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, if some people just, that's not how they want to treat their kids and you know, whatever it's, it is what it is and you get to choose, but I've seen so many and it's so sad. I'm like my kids could love this food. Like I'll have kids come to my house and they'll try all sorts of things and they'll go home and say, Oh, I tried this. And their parents are like, they tried what? <laughs> <laughs> like all you have to do is put it in front of them and say, well, this is what's for dinner. So if you're hungry, you're going to eat. Right? It's long time till breakfast. <laughs> then we're having oatmeal, so you better hurry up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the great interview and being here with us today. Where can people find out more about you and what you do? So I have a website and I also have a Facebook group, which I like to invite lots of people to join me. It's called Cooking with an apostrophe with Rachel. Um, so do you do online parties then, right? Just with, well, with the way everything is now? I do do online parties. I also do in-home parties, very few and far between, because <laughs> nobody really wants you in their house. <laughs> <laughs> well, online um, are so much easier, right? They are, and they pull so many people, and you can kind of check in as and when you want to. It really makes things so much easier for a lot of people, especially the busy ones. Um, but yes, I, I do online parties and it's, uh, it's super fun. It's so low key, 
that it just makes it even funner, I think. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Rachel, for sharing with us, and we will catch up later. Thanks, Virginia. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review, and I'll catch you on the next episode.